Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello guys, welcome to Parenthood Friday. Hey, what a treat it was last week having a guest from all the way across the other side of the world in Virginia, USA with Rachel Reeves to celebrate episode number 200. If you haven't listened to that, make sure that you go back and listen. It was such a great conversation. We've got a new friend here at Girl Next Door and make sure that you follow her Instagram, Write Books for Kids. She is a plethora of information and has so much resource. All those little little round stories at the top of her Instagram where no matter what genre, you can click on it and find books that are going to be good literature for your kids. So make sure that you go there. It was just fantastic. Also, thank you guys to everyone that's been writing um, really good reviews and giving five-star ratings on Spotify. You can do that. And on Apple, you can do that. You just can't write a review on Spotify. Guys, I really appreciate it. Kind of makes up for the predictable few that want to punish when they don't agree by giving a, a bad review, which is not very nice. But thank you to everyone else who far goes far above and beyond. I really appreciate it. All right. So parenthood today, we're going to talk about vitamins, guys, but it is not the kind of vitamins that you are expecting. It sounds like I need some vitamins right now because yes, I am off the back end of a bit of a coldy, fluy thing, which I did tell you about on Wednesday. I do take a lot of vitamin D, by the way. I've literally taken like, I don't know, 40,000 IUs a day, like massive amounts. Anyway, it's slowly helping, but we are not talking about those kind of vitamins today. I'll tell you what vitamin we are talking about in just a moment, but let me start off by saying that when it comes to parenting, we have a tendency to react to the way that the generation before parented us, and we tend to flip it little bit of rebellion, I guess, happening. So decades ago, parents were really strict. I mean, you watch any movie where parents are raising their kids in the 50s and the 60s. I would call that the generation of tough love. But they gave their kids more than love. They actually understood that kids needed guidance and discipline. But in the late 1960s, something happened, which flipped everything, which has really not turned out to be a good thing. But the mental health community began demonizing a word that they loved using with their kids in the 50s and the 60s, and that is the word no. And they claimed that it was inducing all sorts of psychological problems. And if you were to say no to your kids, well, that was considered shame-based parenting. Now, a few generations go by and we've listened to that. And we have turned the tables on how parents used to parent their kids in the 50s and the 60s. And what we're seeing now is way less discipline, way less guidance, and instead this smothering of our kids in love and positive mantras. You're special. You can do anything that you want to do. You're amazing. Everyone gets a medal for participating, not just the winners. Everything you do and make is wonderful. You know the kind of parenting that I mean. 
And of course, guys, don't get me wrong. Children need love. I'm the biggest advocate of that. We all know that it goes without saying. But one of the biggest mistakes that parents are making is to only raise their kids on love. The majority of parents now think that all their kids need is love. Now, the generations before, like I said, they knew that they needed so much more. And this is where our vitamin comes into it. We are deficient in a vitamin. And this awesome parenting advice, I am... um, I I love this psychologist that I've come across. His name is John Rosamond, R-O-S-E, like Rose, M-U-N-D, or maybe it's M-O-N-D, Rosamond. Anyway, he came up with this idea that our children are vitamin deficient in one of the most important vitamins that you can give your kids. And here it is, guys. It's vitamin N. Not vitamin D, not vitamin C, not zinc, vitamin N. And of course, what it stands for is the word no. We can, if we can learn to say no to ourselves, if we can teach our kids the word no, they're going to lead a much better life. Studies have shown that children who could postpone gratification experience much better life outcomes. And so according to John Rosamond, we are very deficient. Our children are very deficient now in vitamin N. So let me stop and ask you a really confronting question, guys. How does your child react to being told no? I want you to try it out. See if you can try it out today or this week sometime. Next time your children asks you for something, no doubt that will be sometime today. I want you just to say no to them. No, you can't have that. And have a look and see how they react. Because that will give you a really good indicator. I used to do this with my kids, but if I told them no, are they going to throw a tanty? Because it is actually a life skill for us to be able to cope with the fact that we will not always get what we want. We will not always be able to buy everything that we want. Now, according to John Rosamond, Rosamond, vitamin N, vitamin no, is actually the most important to a child's growth than any other vitamin combined. And only you and me, the parent, can provide it. Now, more and more kids seem to be suffering from this deficiency in vitamin N. And who is paying for it? Well, your kids are paying for it. You as parents are paying for it. And society as a whole are definitely paying for it. And the reason we don't like to say no is because it's got good intentions behind it. We want our kids to be happy. And somehow we equate them being happy with giving them everything that they want But in reality, it's doing the opposite. Let's have a look at some of the consequences of what happens when we give our children everything that they ask for, when they ask for it, the consequence of overindulging them, because we do have a generation that is overindulged. Here's just a few guys. They end up being more moody. They end up being very demanding. The children that are given the most are often sullen. Have you observed that? They have problems getting along with other children. They very rarely express appreciation or gratitude for what they are given. They tend to whine. They know how to manipulate. 
Now, another interesting thing is overindulging our kids, it actually leads to a kind of addiction where the receiving of things leads to them wanting more. So a little bit is never enough. What you give them is never enough. It sets them up poorly for their adult life because we are training them to be accustomed to a material standard that they won't be able to achieve. Now, I see this all the time with young adults when they first get married and move out of home. They want to move into the best house or the best apartment in the best neighborhood, and they put themselves in debt to do so until reality sets in. They're often not willing to buy a smaller house of a lesser standard in a suburb that's perhaps further out and of lower, you know, lower than the standards that they're used to. So, and and again, that's not doing them a favor. I warn my kids even now, guys, when you first move out of home and you get married and you go to buy a house, you're not going to be able to have the, the standard that you're used to. Well, most likely. So, I mean, some kids might have worked hard by then and maybe they don't get married till they're 30 and they've got a heck of a lot of, of, um, or they don't move out till they're like, you know, 28 or something. And they've got a lot of money, but in general, I'm like, guys, you got to work hard for what you've got. And that's another thing that overindulging our children ruins. It ruins their sense of work ethic because they've been given all these things without actually having to work for them. We're teaching them that something can be had for next to nothing. And this, all of these things, they are really destructive attitudes to be teaching our children. And they also, rarely, these kids that are overindulged and given whatever they want, they rarely take proper care of anything that they have. And I know for me growing up in a single parent home where my mum did not have a lot of money, she used to always say to us, we might not have a lot, but we take care of what we have. And if you come into my home to this day, um, you know, I don't have the latest and greatest of things, but I'm super clean. I'm super tidy. And I certainly take care of what I have. And I think that's something I learned growing up because I was not overindulged. So I really agree with John that John Rosamond, that this all goes a long way to explaining as well why the mental health of kids in the 1950s, when kids had a lot less, was significantly better than the mental health of kids today. As overindulgence has increased, so has the rates of child and teen depression. And that's a very interesting point that he makes. He also says that when we overindulge and we don't um, exercise the word no, that it leads to them becoming self-centered adults and that then they, as parents, they become parents that are likely to overindulge their children with material things and on the cycle goes. So our kids deserve better. Yes, of course, they deserve our love and our protection, but they also deserve to hear us say no more than what we say yes. We have to remember that in trying to protect our children, we're often doing the opposite. Teaching them no or saying the word no teaches them so much more. It teaches them to be grateful and appreciative, teaches them that hard work is the only true fulfilling way to get things of value in life. It teaches them to take care of what they have, to grow up to be selfless adults that are responsible. It helps them to get along with other people better. And it teaches them how fulfilling it is to work for what they have. Now, John has this 
awesome rule to live by. And then at the end, I'm going to give you five things that he says to say after you say no, when your kids complain and ask why. So stay with me on that. But this awesome rule that John gives us to live by is he says, give them a hundred percent of what they need, but only 25% of what they want. He calls that the principle of benign deprivation. And I think that's really good. So give them a hundred percent of what they need and 25% of what they want. He says it's the most character building word in the human language, the word no. And I think another thing that it teaches that um, he didn't speak about, but I think that it actually teaches us to battle with ourself. And we really have to teach our kids that. We have to teach our kids that their problems in life cannot be blamed on other people. It's very tempting to blame outside forces for our problems. Problems are a part of life and we have to work on ourselves and conquer ourselves and say no to ourselves. That is the way to a better life. And so I just wanted to throw that one in there. Now, big shout out to my sister-in-law. And I think I've told you guys this before, but she has three girls that are younger than my kids. And she is queen of this. She is queen of saying no, but then giving creative alternatives, which I love. Now, obviously Cameron and I didn't give our kids everything that they wanted, but she's like really even more hardcore on this. Most anything that they want, either they have to wait for their birthday or they have to somehow save up for it. I have never met three more grateful kids in all my life. They are so grateful. No matter what I give them, they are truly grateful and appreciative. Now, when I send birthday money, that becomes so exciting to them because then they go on a special shopping trip and they go and purchase whatever this much-awaited item was. They tell me what it was that they've been saving up for. And it gives me great delight as their auntie to send them money, knowing that um, that they really are excited about shopping and spending it on something that they've been waiting for. Now, the other week, I found out that my niece really wanted to um, purchase, she really wanted a copy of Cameron's My New Book, Hearts on the High School Floor. And so um, she had to, her mum made her save for it. I was like, come on, come on. I, I, her auntie wrote her, I can give her one, but they never asked. Um, and so of course I have sent her a copy. I don't know if she's gotten it yet. She it probably will arrive this week, but of course I can give her a copy. She doesn't have to save up for that. Now with my kids, I probably took a slightly different approach. And I'm only thinking about this from doing this podcast. And I think it came up more from my upbringing. I kind of followed in my mum's footsteps here. Um, I taught them actually not to even ask for anything in the first place. So, and that came from the fact that my mum did not have extra money at all. I grew up in a single parent home where my dad most of the time did not send child support. And so we were truly, truly, I wouldn't say poor, but we were on the line. Um, God always looked after us. We always had what we needed. But my mum, when we went to the shop, would always say, um, do not ask me for anything at the shop. And we didn't. And so, you know, she would always try and treat us. She would buy something like a kitchen at Bun. Um, if you don't know what that is, look it up. They're from Adelaide and they're delicious. But my sister and I would share half each and things like that. So I kind of did the same with my kids. I would say to them, if we go to the shops and you see something, don't ask, don't ask for things. Of course they could, you know, at home go, oh, mum, I've seen this and I would really love to have this. But I think because I just said to them a lot of the time, don't ask for things, they really just 
didn't ask for stuff. I don't remember them really wanting much outside of what we gave them for their birthdays or Christmas, but they were, I mean, they were spoiled. We had a lot of um, beautiful people in our lives that would buy them things. Uh, And again, even with that, I didn't just keep all the toys out. I find that kids that have a lot to play with are are very, um, they get sick of it and they're ungrateful for their toys. So I would box everything up and this is the teacher side of me and I would label everything. And then we would rotate what they could play with. And so I'd, I'd have about five boxes on rotation. And then after a while, I would put some of those back and bring out a new box. And, um, you know, I didn't let them play with everything that they had. And so it just seemed like they always had something new and fresh and they were really grateful for that. I also got my kids to spend a lot of time outside making their own fun. Um, they had a bike each, they had a trampoline, the boys had these special rip riders. But other than that, they very much did their own thing and they made up games. I remember when Georgia turned 15, being my oldest and pretty placid, she was the one I had to kind of keep kicking out the nest a little bit. And so we made her get a job. We're like, you are going to get a job. We knew that that would be good for her and she needed pushing. And that was a really good thing that we did. And then she saved up for her own car. And then of course that became an example to Liam who who knew that he had to save up for his own car. And he's especially amazing with that. He looks after his car meticulously. And now Ashton has watched his siblings. So now he knows, you know, as soon as he was 15, he went out, got a job and he is saving hardcore for a car. And they also understand about things like registration and petrol and insurance. So anyway, that's just a little snippet into into, um, their lives. But uh, we did start that when they were little when they were really little, this is why I wouldn't, sometimes I wouldn't let them choose. Sometimes I'd let them choose, you know, do you want to have the red plate or the blue plate? Do you want to wear your tracksuit or your dress today? But there would be some times where I wouldn't let them choose. I would just hand them their, you know, their breakfast on a certain plate or today you're wearing this outfit. And I did that because I like to see how they could respond Uh, And if they would say, well, no, I want to, you know, can I have this today? And I'd say, no, you can't. And so I just would would look at that because to me, it was very telling of their character if they were going to throw a temper tantrum every time I said no. And the earlier in life that they learn to adjust their experiences with with reality, the better off they're going to be as they get older. Another thing that you can do is don't give in to their tantrums and their shrieking and their whining. And here is the irony Parents who themselves are better at restraining their own impulse to give in to the tantrum throwing child will actually raise a child who will also learn to restrain their impulse. So in other words, parents who themselves are better at saying no to themselves, to their impulses, will be better at training their kids to do the same. So if you have trouble giving it, uh, not giving in to your kids' tantrums, then you are setting an example for your kids, for them to not be, um, to, to also uh, lack restraint when it comes to things in their life. So just have a think about that. Because, you know, after all, life success is actually not about money. It's not about prestige titles, but it's really about personal contentment. And that's exactly what children learn when they've been giving, given loads of vitamin N. So, To finish off, I want to tell you about the five ways that John teaches um, the five reasons that you could give when you say no to your child and they might ask why. And he says that one of these five reasons will always fit the bill. 
So here we go. Number one, if you say no to your child and they're like, why, why, why can't I have that? Number one, you're not old enough. Number two, you can say it's not safe. Sorry. Number three, you can say we aren't going to spend our money that way, which is so much better than saying we can't afford it. Number four, you can say we aren't going to spend our time that way. And number five, that isn't consistent with our family values. Isn't that brilliant? Guys, that's five little pearls to tuck away into that parenting tool belt of yours, which must be getting pretty thick by now with all the episodes you've been listening to. So let me give you those five again. The five things that John teaches that you can say to your children as a reason when they when you say no and they ask why not. Number one, you can say you're not old enough. Number two, that's not safe. Number three, we're not going to spend our money that way. Number four, we're not going to spend our time that way. And number five, because that is not consistent with our family values. How good is that? Thanks, John Rosamond. I'm actually going to um, look into his stuff a little bit more. I discovered him through the fireside chats that I love listening to, Dennis Prager, who just is like one of the wisest human beings to ever walk the earth. He's amazing. If you don't listen to the fireside chats, guys, put that in your follow and subscribe to that podcast. It's, I, I absolutely love it. He just, he answers questions for the last half, but for the first half, he just drops wisdom bombs. And that's how I found out about the vitamin N and Joe John Rosamond. Uh, so amazing. There you go. Go on, go on to say no to your child. Watch how they react. Don't despair if they have a tanty because now you've got these little pearls of wisdom in your belt. Go along and start practicing. And, and guys, I didn't say this, according to John, we should be saying no five times more than what we say yes. And I know some of you right now are going, you've got to be kidding me. My life is going to be hell now. <laughs> but remember, we are raising amazing human beings that are going to be con- incredible contributors to society in years to come. We are raising husbands and wives, mothers and fathers who are going to be incredible um, at doing those roles in the future. Guys, you can do this. You're amazing. You are so good to come along and listen every week and share. I love you all. Come and chat with me in my Instagram, girlnextdoor.podcast. Until then, have a great week and I'll see you next Wednesday. Oh, sorry, my voice, my voice gave out right at the end. What I tried to say was I will see you next Wednesday. Bye.